we give God all the praise and all the glory. We thank God for another beautiful evening wherein we come together to share the word of the Lord. Tonight again, we'll be pressing in um, on our study of prayer. And I trust the Lord that as we are gathered together again tonight, will be poured into by the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. I welcome everyone tonight joining in from both platforms. You are most welcome in Jesus' name. As our custom is tonight, I know you'll be ready with your notes and your Bibles as we explore the will of God uh, with particular reference to prayer. Father, we thank you tonight. We approach your word again in your presence with reverence. Thank you because we have understanding heart. Your word is blessed. We partake and eat of this bread by faith tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, as we set out tonight, we will begin quickly with what is prayer, and then we will go to the purpose of prayer or why we should pray. And then tonight, God helping us, we'll get, we'll get to the kinds of prayer. Kinds of prayer. Um, but like we began this this series, if I may, if I may, uh, by the lean of the Lord, and we began with obedience. And then we touched on sanctification. And we touched later on contentment. And we spoke about forgiveness. And then now we're in prayer. And as Brahmanuel succinctly inter, you know, explained their interrelatedness um, so clearly on Sunday. It shows that God, I I didn't plan that way. I was just taking it as it came to my heart. So it's not because I just take it out. I didn't have that kind of mind or of arrangement in mind. No, I just took it as it came to my heart. But thank God the way God has, has is, is linking them together. And the bottom line is obedience, like we always say. Obedience. Uh, much more in this world, Jesus will always emphasize, why do you call me Lord, Lord, in Luke's gospel? And you do know the things which I say. 
you see in our generation if one tenth one tenth of believers are doers of the word the world will change you see sometimes it takes two to tango when there's no one to fight fight stops when believers stands for Christ, iniquity dies. Though it will come with a great price, but it begins to lose its power. It's when there's a compromise, especially on the part of believers, that the activities of Satan becomes very prominent. It becomes as though that's the only thing that there is. So the Pharisees came to him and were saying to him, Lord, Lord, what will you do? Will you judge? Will you, will you? They kept calling Lord. So why call me Lord, Lord always? And you don't do the thing which I say. And so we see that obedience is very key in our Christian work. As we obey him, we work in sanctification. Now, sanctification is of the mind of the spirit of the flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter number 7 from verse 1. If you may turn there tonight, if I can. Um, permit me tonight. I just stay with me. Let's 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 turn there this evening. 2 Corinthians. Okay, let's let's 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. Um we can reach them, but let me turn there in my Bible. Let me show something there. And if um, if 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 you can show me that on, um, uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. Can I get it in the amplified version of the Bible? Is it amplified? Okay, amplified. I, I was like, but meanwhile, let me read. Thank you, sir. But let me read it in the in KJV. It says, haven't therefore these promises dearly beloved? Let us cleanse who ourselves. That means we can cleanse ourselves. From what? From all. Say all. All filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Now the word spirit there actually would be the soul. Because the spirit of man in recreation is not filthy. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells. Hallelujah. When God makes all things new, he makes all things new, but it's a mind that needs to be renewed. So the fieldiness is in the mind. And sometimes the word used for spirit and soul in the body and Bible are one. is numa, breath. It's okay. But here he's saying, haven't therefore these promises Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the mind and the soul or the spirit. Now, hear what it says. Perfecting what? Holiness in the field. That means we can, that, that perfect means come to fullness. But you and I know that this is a great task in the world today, given the, the barrage of, of, of tools the enemy has set in place to corrupt the mind. There are things we cannot, we can't stop. 
the devil has gone, you see, in his own craftiness. He has set too many booby traps, too many landmines. That's why sometimes when there's great conflict between two nations and they ceasefire, most times they don't go in until, in fact, I, I, I learned recently that they found the bombs of First World War in some countries. They found bombs of Second World War still undetonated. They will find landmines after a long time of war. 20, 30, 40, 50 years, there are landmines still. So, so you can't, so you think it's safe, but it's not safe. So there's 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 this plan of Satan to, to make believers' salvation a Herculean task. That's the reason the the more you are aware of this battle, the more ready you are, you are, the more easier you see the traps. The more conscious you are that there are things Satan has set in place to defile your body and your mind and your, you know, now for instance, your phone. You will know, you see, the reason it gets to us so easily because we, 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 we seem not to know that there's a battle raging. Amen tonight. So we 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 are and we are encouraged by the word to 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 perfect holiness, to cleanse ourselves in all filthiness of the body, of the flesh, of the mind, of the soul. I will, I will, and then sometimes, sometimes it's friends. There's some friends really that believers. A true believer must cut off. Life is not so much about the things that excite the eyes, excite the flesh, excite the body. No, 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 it's more than that. For us as believers. So I'm saying tonight to let us know that we have a responsibility to do that. Now, let me read that scripture in Amplified. Therefore, since we have this great and wonderful, do you know that is wonderful? Promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart. It's, it's as clear as that. So if your life is set apart for God, then there's some hairstyles you come back. We have been called to liberty. We must not use the liberty for occasion for the same flesh which will be crucifying. Amen. Praise God tonight. So we talked about sanctification and then went to contentment. And contentment is not so much about not working, being lazy. Oh, there's lion on the street. Don't let's go out. And then you tie too well. You won't do what you ought to do. You say, well, I'm living in contentment. No, that is foolishness. That's not contentment. That's laziness. Contentment is working and in the fullness of the provision of the strength that God has enabled your hands to produce. That's contentment. So for some, their contentment is in the multi-billions. Because that's what God has enabled them to do he has blessed that work for some is a degree to which you have but we will never equate contentment with poverty with lack 
with 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 want without doing anything. That's the that's the 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 the, the fulcrum of contentment. In Luke chapter number eight, verses three and four, Bible says, and there were certain women that supported Jesus from their wealth in ministry. So if contentment is about poverty, then 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 Jesus should not have taken money from them for ministry. Amen. Tonight, there are churches that give so much in 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 to to, to Paul in 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 his ministry. So God has not called us to poverty, but at the same time, we must learn to do everything we can do by God's blessings and be satisfied with the blessings of God. And then we came to forgiveness, the almighty forgiveness that links to prayer. Now, all these are interwoven and to many others that the Lord will allow us to touch in this series. But as we come to prayer tonight, we'll be defining prayer and examining the purpose of prayer and then we'll go forth to examine kinds of prayer. But simply put, prayer is communication with God. I repeat, simply put, prayer means or prayer is communicating with God. And sometimes in communication, we think it's one way. Now, an ideal communication experience is never one way. In fact, in an encounter of communication, there are always two parties. There's the sender and there's the receiver. And at most times, the roles of sender and receiver always changes. At a point when one person is sending, others receiving, at a point when a person is sending, the other also is what? Receiving. So it's a two-way thing. So prayer is communicating with God. It means we speak to God and we expect the Lord to speak back to us. Amen. Whenever we pray, the answer comes in God speaking back to us. So the idea of biblical prayer is communicating with God and, 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 and we, ex we expecting God to communicate back to us. Amen tonight. And by communication, we mean speaking and listening to God. When we communicate and pray to God, we are expressing praise. We are expressing desire. We're expressing request. We're expressing thanksgiving. So when we come to the place of prayer, there's something definite we are coming for. Amen? It's never blank. It's either we're coming to praise, we're coming to thank, 
were coming to make requests in terms of sometimes intercession, sometimes in terms of supplication or, or petition or fake authority or make or, 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 or request something from God. And thank God the believer can actually make requests from the Father. So every time the word prayer comes to mind, it is communicating with God. Now, Jesus was speaking about prayer in Mark 11, where we read as foundation from 22 downwards. Peter said, Master, Master, the fig tree you cursed. Now, remember the word cursed? That means Jesus spoke a word. But in the same verses afterwards, Jesus turned those words he spoke to what? To prayer. So actually what he was doing in, in that speech was not just speech, was what? Prayer. No wonder it says in First Corinthians 14 verse 2, for he that speaketh in what? An unknown tongue speaks not unto man, but unto God. For no man understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks what? To God in mysteries. So he speaks to God. Now in verse 14 of James, he says, he, he said, he say, if I pray in an unknown tongue, you see, so speech can become prayer. So it's not every time we come to prayer that we must, you know, take the posture of prayer. No, you can talk to God. Amen tonight. You can you can dialogue. You can you can you can you can you can intercommunicate. You you can have a conversation with God. That is not you know okay. No, that means a word. And and don't think that's not prayer because when we hear prayer, you 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 always think of an engagement. Yeah, there's a there's there's a place for that, but it's also a place for communing with God, like like you commune with a friend. It's not following me tonight. So, that, so, 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 so it means while you are walking on the street, you can be talking to God. You don't need to find a, a prayer meeting to pray. No, you can walk and pray. You can stand and pray. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can pray while, 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 while not in short or while not in a, in a setting of prayer. But definitely you can also pray in a setting of prayer. So in this instance, Jesus was walking and he was praying. Like sometimes I'll be walking and I'll see something that breaks my heart. I was praying to God. I won't wait until I get a prayer meeting. Amen. When you have this mindset, then you can actually pray always. Amen tonight. So he said, for if anyone of you will say to this mountain, that's Mark 11, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart that the things which he says are going to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Therefore, whenever you stand praying and the things you desire in your heart, that means we must come to the place of prayer with what? Desire. So it's definite. So primarily, prayer is the expression of our word, our desires to God. Now, 
In Philippians 4, verse 6, now the reason I'm laying this foundation down is because when we come to types of prayer, I don't want to see it as mechanical. You know, I've had people teach this prayer as this. Well, I'm not going to anybody, but like, prayer is like a tools box that you must use one prayer for one purpose, take one prayer. You know, it's, it's like it's like something mechanical. Really, it's not. But we'll get it shortly. You know, sometimes when we do that, we do that because, you know, it aids, it aids like deep teaching. No, this is this is this is this is this is this is prosecuting. No, this is uh, this is this is really we'll see it now. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, it says, be anxious for nothing. Number one, but what? In how many things? In everything by what? Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request. All those four words are words used in expressing prayer. Amen tonight. So we see the word request. We see the word prayer. We see the word petition. And we see the word thanksgiving in one verse. And having done that, he said, the peace of God shall garrison your heart. First about two from verse one, we read, say, first of all, I exhort the first prayers, intercessions, supplications, and giving of thanks be made for all men. John 14, verse 13. He said, What things of you ask the Father in my name? I will do it. Jeremiah 3, verse 3, it says, it says, call upon me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know of yet. So when we come to the place of prayer, it's, 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 it's a time for us to express our heart. Now, I'm coming to this this evening. But first thing you should note is that prayer is not restricted to a formal gathering alone. Prayer is not restricted to, 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 to church meetings alone. In fact, prayer is not restricted to family altar alone. If it's anything like that, it's okay. Because if you have this mindset, then your prayer life is limited to your time of family altar, so to speak, or church praying. And that is not what prayer is all about. It is one aspect of it. But you must be a man, if that's all there is then, how then do we pray always and not faint? Because always means always. Luke 18, 1, Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always. Men also to pray. First chapter 5, verse 17. Praying always. So we keep hearing what always, always, always. That means we pray at all times as the Lord will stir our hearts in certain areas of interest. So I say amen tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. So every time you are awake is an opportunity to pray. The song that I've heard this song that I actually like. It says, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. That, that, that is a prayer of consecration. And dedication, if actually it's meant, if it's not so, just song, you know, so, sometimes we sing those things without really 
That's why sometimes when we come for the Lord, we should be careful and mindful of the words. You know, it's just like somebody coming for the king and just speaking anyhow. Not, you know, you can't come for a king and just talk. You must talk with purpose. You can't come for the king and just, in fact, the Bible says, when you get for the king, don't, don't be rash in thought. It says, put, put a knife on your throat or put a gag on your lips so you don't speak things that will implicate you. Amen tonight. But it says, I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every step I take, and every moment I'm awake, have your way in me. Yeah, good. To the degree that that song is understood. Prayer is very, 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 very fundamental for us. And we must know all the ramifications that God expects of us to yield to him. So when we come to praying, we come to a place of expressing something. Sometimes it's praise, it's thanksgiving, it's request, it's, um, you know, there's, there, there, there's, there's, there, there will be something in our heart that we are bringing before God. It can't just be blank or empty. Hallelujah. And let me say this also tonight. That sometimes we think prayer is complicated until we, we quote 45 scriptures. You see, we pray according to the will of God. Sometimes by quoting scriptures, sometimes by not quoting scriptures. Now, let me explain what that means. We think that we must be mechanical for God to hear us. By that I mean, if we don't, you know, align our prayers to certain scriptures, God will not hear us. No, God wants to hear us in, in our simplicity. Amen tonight. Check throughout scriptures. Most prayers are, are, are words expressed from the heart of the people praying to God in their own language, in their understanding. So prayer is using your own words in line with God's promises. So that you don't wait until you have your Bible in your hands to quote scriptures before you can pray. God wants to hear the simplicity of your heart as you pour it to him. But one thing that is fundamental about praying is that prayer must be based on the word and the will of God. That's the reason you can't really pray well without you being acquainted with the will of God, which is scriptures. You can do well by quoting scriptures, yes. But that's not what makes God to answer the prayer. It is praying his will according to his word and not necessarily quoting scriptures verbatim. You know, some people think that until you quote scripture verbatim, God won't hear. No, it's not true. God will hear your prayer. In fact, he's eager, he's listening. 
He wants to hear you express yourself. But to express yourself adequately, according to his will, you have to be acquainted with what? His words. John, John 15, um, um, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, they shall ask. So that in your simple asking, in your simplicity, is in line with his word and his will. Is it good for us to put scripture to heart? Oh, very well. That's why I put it to heart in prayer. But God wants you to come in simplicity. Like a child. Amen tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, we come to prayer with our words. We come to prayer expressing ourselves to God. We come to prayer knowing that God is listening and God wants to hear his saints speak to him. And don't limit your experience of prayer to the formal setting of praying alone. That's very important. Now, what is the purpose of prayer? Or why do we pray? Many reasons why we pray. But tonight, I'll give us just a few. From the scriptures we've read so far, one will find out is that prayer is a command. It's a command. Hallelujah. Prayer is a command from the Lord. And every child of God must commit themselves to obedience in this light. When we look at the life of the Lord Jesus, the apostles, the early believers, the church, every one of them sought to obey the Lord along these lines. So one of the reasons why we pray is that God demands us so to do, and therefore we have to work in obedience. So the number one reason why we pray is that we pray because prayer is a command of God. Amen tonight. Hallelujah. Number two, we pray because by praying, the things of the spirit gets transferred to the realms of the flesh or it gets transferred to the natural realm. The things of the spirit are revealed the purposes of God are made known. Jesus, before choosing the apostles, prayed all night. And having prayed all night, 
he chose the 12. In Acts 13, from verse 1, we see that the purpose of God for the life of Paul and Barnabas was made known in the place of prayer. It wasn't that day that God called Paul, called, called Paul, amen? But you see, in the place of prayer, that call became clear. That's the reason if we must get the things of God in the spirit down upon the earth, we must be given to praying. So number one, prayer is a command. Number two, by prayer, things of the spirit are made manifest in the physical realm. Hallelujah. The fourth point tonight I'm going to raise as to why we pray, and I, I want to note this point tonight. Number one, I said, is a command. So, so we are commanded to pray. We are, prayer is not a suggestion. It's not a thing that we do when we feel like. It's a thing we are commanded to. So we must constantly aspire to obey. Number two, when we pray, the things of God in the spirit are made manifest in the physical realm. Number three, prayer builds up. Prayer builds up. Prayer builds up. In Jude 20, the Bible says, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So prayer builds up. Prayer strengthens. Prayer energizes. Amen tonight. So if you want to be built up, strengthened and energized, then you must be a man or a woman of prayer. Tonight, I want to encourage you and let you know that it is it is compulsory that we lead a life of prayer. And by prayer, I mean simple communication with God. So it builds us up. Now, I will share more along these lines with us, but I want to take it gradually. You know, just like an earthly parent will listen to the children without demanding too much technical words in communication. That's how God wants to listen to us. But the more we study the word of God, the more we know the nature and the character and the will and the purposes of God. Now, let's look quickly at the types of prayer. Before I go into that tonight, in praying, most times, the types of prayer doesn't come to your to your heart oh now 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 i want to 
um, uh, um, um, supplicate. Now I want to intercede. No. The occasion on ground, as we pray, as God lays in our hearts, brings us to that point where we pray. But as we pray in our heart by faith to God, we can we can we can apportion or delineate what kind of prayer is being made. You know, sometimes I don't want us to be overtly technical about praying such that we 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 throw away the the beauty of of the union of the fellowship with God in prayer to finding out okay what, what, what am I doing now am I am I interceding am I but when you pray along some lines there's something you are doing now I explain shortly we read in Philippians 4 we see Paul says prayers petition requests thanksgiving supplication so we see like four or five mentioned there we come to first number two now what is supplication before i go into what that means in the category of praying sometimes i help people categorize the prayer of faith as a kind of prayer. Well, every prayer must be by faith. You cannot pray the prayer of petition without you being in faith. In fact, it is a base, it's on the basis of faith that you have access to God in the first instance. So every prayer is the foundation of praying is faith. Faith in the integrity of God. Faith in the trustworthiness of God. So the prayer of petition or intercession or supplication or worship or agreement or authority or warfare, whatever it is, is based on faith. Amen tonight. So when we pray the prayer of supplication, it simply means it simply means we are making requests to God to do something for us. Amen. Tonight we are making requests of God to to intervene. Praise God. When we we'll pray the prayer of petition, we are asking something from God. But you see, it's now petition or supplication in its delineation because an aspect of the prayer is making the quest for ourselves. But generally, it's prayer. So I don't come to prayer and say, okay, I want to do supplication. No, I just come to pray and ask things for myself. Praise God. Now, when I do that, 
What am I doing? I'm supplicating or I'm petitioning God. So every time you kneel to pray for something, either for yourself, for your loved one, for the things of God, you are either petitioning God or you are what? You are supplicating in the place of prayer. So God is not so much interested in, in, the, in, the, in the name tag of, of, of what you are doing. is is interested in, in your action of prayer itself. But when we pray for ourselves, we, we, we make requests of God on certain things. We are either supplicating or petitioning God. When we are praying on behalf of others, when we are trusting God for someone and we are, we are as well as standing in the gap for others, what are we doing? We are, we are, we are, we are interceding. We are standing in the gap for them. Moses prayed this prayer many times for Israel. Jesus prayed this prayer many times for his people. He says, Simon, Simon, the enemy has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed, I have interceded, I have stood in the gap for you because in this instance, you couldn't help yourself. In fact, you didn't even know. So there are times we pray for others that don't, are not even aware that we are praying for them. We pray for others who can't pray for themselves. What we're doing those times is that we are what? We are interceding on their behalf. But the question is, or the main issue is, we are praying. But, but the action of what we're doing is called what? Intercession. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to that. Uh, prayer is not, not become so much a thing of technical words. But some of the thing of actual practice, actual lifestyle. So when you pray for people, you are interceding, or people who can't pray for themselves, you are interceding. So when you stand before people and God, is called prayer or request of intercession. That's amazing. That Bible calls giving of thanks also prayer. So when you give thanks to God, and someone says, What do I give thanks to God for? Oh, many things. But this evening, I will build this up. And then in our next class, we will add a little flesh to it. So there's prayer of thanksgiving to God. There's a prayer of of, of praise to God. So when you walk on the street and 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 and, and, and you feel you 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 feel in your spirit the 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 aura of God, you you burst in prayer, you burst in praise, you burst in worship. What are you doing? You are praying at that instant. And when sort of thing is done, it's called the prayer of thanksgiving or the prayer of worship to God. And remember, all these are the expression of our hearts when we come before God in our communication. Now, there's also the prayer of agreement. Now, this is between two or three persons. And I've heard this 
that most prior agreement is functional between husbands and wife. Yeah. But I'll show you also that it can also work between people who are not husband and wife, provided they are in agreement. And I believe in these times, the Lord will bring us to a place where we can actually agree as touching things on earth in agreement and getting them done. You see, if two of you, any two of you shall agree. So if, if you are two and you agree and you're on earth as touching anything, it shall be done. Praise God. So we come together and in this instant, we can pray about anything. We can intercede, we can, we can supplicate, we can do we can pray the prayer of agreement, and things will be done. Matthew 18 and verse 19. So we see the prayer of agreement here. How does this work when any two of you shall agree? Amen tonight. Then I'll take one or two more tonight. There's a prayer of or is a prayer we call corporate praying, or we call it congregational praying. This kind of praying is, is a prayer we pray as a, as a church together, where we lift up our voices in one accord and make requests before God as his people. And this always happens when God's children congregate together and present their cases, present their desire, present their needs before the Lord. We'll find this many times in the early church, in the book of Acts, where you find that and the church met and, and raised their voices with one accord. We find that in Acts chapter 2, we find Acts chapter 4 from verse 24. The whole church prayed together. So there's a blessing in corporate praying. There's also blessing in individual praying. But corporate praying is will be so strong when we have individuals also praying. But tonight, I want to make it simple. That it's not difficult to pray. The Lord wants to hear you use your words, use your language, and talk to him. Make request, make petition, make intercession, make supplication, give praise and give thanks, and worship. Hallelujah tonight. I will take one more point this evening and I will come to the final point I will raise tonight. And then in next class, I will add a little flesh to this. There's also the prayer of dedication or consecration where we dedicate ourselves or we consecrate something to God. Amen tonight where we yield ourselves, where we yield something, where we turn over something to God. But you see, when we are doing that, we are praying, 
but that prayer is 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 for the purposes of dedicating or consecrating something to the Lord. You can you can you can you can consecrate yourself, consecrate your time, consecrate your resources, consecrate. You know, you know, hours of prayer to God. Say, Lord, I'm I'm giving you the next one hour. You you turn it over to the Lord and allow the Lord use it as it pleases Him. And all this is geared to the glory of God. So actually, when a believer stands up to pray. In a few moments of prayer, he could have prayed all these prayers one to another without even knowing. When you shift from one to the other. So that prayer is not so about rules. I've heard people teach, you know, prayer rules. You know, it makes it makes the teacher, you know, looks like wow. Or you see, it takes away praying from the people. I'm going to close now. Luke 11 from verse 1. Jesus teach us to pray. Just like John did what? Taught his apples. Did Jesus start teaching them? No. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, child in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Simple. We are praying to the Father. We are praying for his will. We are magnifying him. We are exalting him. And we are asking in simplicity of words. Praise God tonight. All right. Before I close tonight, there are two basic ways that believers can express themselves in prayer before the Lord. There are two basic ways. Number one is praying with understanding. That is praying with your known language. Pray with the language that you use normally in communication. When Jesus lived on earth, he didn't pray in English. He prayed in Aramaic. He prayed in in yeah, he didn't even pray in Greek. Amen tonight. He prayed in the dialect that the people he lived with will understand. That means God understands when we pray with our understanding, He knows all languages. And tonight, let me, let, let, me, let me say it again. God is interested in simplicity of prayer. So number one tonight is that we pray with our understanding. And then number two, we pray without understanding. That means we pray in other tongues. 
And these we can find in 1 Corinthians chapters 14, verses 2, verses 14 through 16, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, and Jude 20. In fact, if I, if I add one more scripture, Romans 8, 26 and 27. So when we come to the place of prayer, we have two tools that God has given to us. Number one, our understanding or our language. Number two, the ability of the spirit with which we could speak to God in other tongues. That's the reason is it's 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 good for every believer to desire the ability to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God will grant you all thrones. Because it aids us in the place of prayer. Now tonight, what is prayer? Prayer is Communicating with God. Speaking with God. Speaking to him. Expressing our praise, our gratitude, our requests, our needs, as he lays them in, in our heart and as they align with his word. And we come to him with simplicity. We speak to God while we we work while we 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 do things we don't wait until we come to to the formal setting or the formal place before we pray prayer can be made everywhere and anywhere so all the time kinds of prayer All the, the different forms of prayer we find in scriptures are written for us to learn. But primarily, God wants us to pray. Now, the meeting we had on Sunday, you know, it was a prayer meeting. And I trust God will have more of these meetings in church. I guarantee you that every kind of prayer that's possible in the Bible was prayed that day. But nobody said, now hold on, now, now we are interceding. Hold on, okay, now, now, now we are shooting here today. No, 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 no. We just kept praying as the Lord led us. But in, in, in fine-tuning of details, then we can, we can, we can compartmentalize these prayers. But it's not so much about prayer being communalized. It's so much about we actually praying. Praying. Amen tonight. So what do we do? We pray. We pray the will of God. But I want you to follow in this teaching carefully as we build up in God. So we have the right mindset. And the right attitude when we come to God in prayer. 
Amen tonight. Praise God. Our time is up this evening. We'll pick up from here by the grace of God on Thursday. Remember, there are two basic ways by which we pray. We pray in understanding and we pray without understanding. And that means we are praying in other tongues. You know, you can just take a while and pray. When you pray in tongues, you are praying to God. Your, your understanding, your mind is unfruitful, but your spirit is praying. Not all prayers should be prayed in the spirit. And not all prayers should be prayed in understanding. But as we come to the place of prayer, as we are led and stirred up in God, we know when to switch from one end to the other. But prayer is a command. And every believer must rise up and desire and love to pray. Let us pray.